Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 1420, the Watch Clicker Podcast with your host, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. You're going to miss out on the signature beer-cracking sounds right at the opening of the episode because our beverages are already open because this, ladies and gentlemen, is round two. Take two. <laughs> so Everett, how are you? I mean, really, it wasn't a very long. I mean, we only just sort of got in there. Here, I mean, this is. I'll make the cam mix noises. It didn't make any noise. No, these well, green tabs are interesting. The green tabs are weird. Green tabbed. Uh, I'm doing really well, man. How are you doing? Good. Uh, you know, we're I'm coming coming towards the end of my weekend. We golfed on on the normal weekend. Yes, we yeah, did. We yeah, golfed. you and I golfed. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. That was fun. I golfed really, really poorly, which was which was shitty. I got sunburned. Oh, did you? Yeah, not terribly. Obviously, I'm 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 healed. But yeah, I got home and Sam's like, "What happened to your face?" Like, what happened to your face? (laughs) She goes, "No, you're red all over." It's like, oh, it's true what they say. You can sunburn in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. No, really, you can. It was a weird day too. It was kind of cold. It was. It wasn't ever overcast. It was just kind of. Just a little bit, little bit overcast, a little bit sunny. The temperature kept fluctuating. Like I was in and out of my sweatshirt the yeah. entire, like every other hole, pretty much. Yeah. It was, a chi- it was a chilly day. Uh, it was a nice course, though. Yeah, it was a good course. It was a decent, good day of golf. Yeah, so yeah. We played with, uh, unbeknownst to us going into it, played with your doctor. That's right. <laughs> he was a surprisingly good golfer. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. He was good. Uh, yeah, we sh- we showed up and uh, they said, "Oh, you're gonna be with Mike. He golfs here regularly. Super nice guy." And so we we take off with Mike. And we were on the practice screen. I'm like, "Gosh, you look familiar, man." And he's like, eh, "I don't know." I was like, uh, "What's your last name?" He says Garfinkel. And right as he's about to say, "I'm a physician," I say, "Oh, you're my doc. You're my physician. Yeah. You're my doctor." Uh, you've had your finger in my butt. Yeah. Yeah. And he's only seen him once. That's right. Not in a professional capacity yet. So <laughs> that's right. I mean, in fairness, I just got a new doctor. So I've, I've only seen him for like a year now. So it's, we're, we're not that close yet. Oh. I mean, we're close enough that he's had my, his finger in my butt, but yes. whoa, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> not supposed to do that. Okay. All right. How are you, Andrew? Oh, well, you already asked that. I told you I'm good. I told you about my weekend that we golfed. How are you? You know what? Let's just dive Let's into just the topic. <laughs> Let's, we're going to dive right in today. We're only three minutes. And so, we're only three. We can't so do it. For, it's too early. For those of you who fast forward for 15 minutes, you're going to miss out on the first 10 minutes of content because we're getting right into it today. And we're going we're gonna to kind of take it back from where we've been in the last two years. Can you believe that? Two years, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Not quite, but getting there. Oh, this is no, a, no. Yeah. We, this we've is done our, 104 episodes. I think this is 105. This is our the, the beginning of our, third, of our third year. Dang, man. We didn't even celebrate it. Yeah, we did. We have beer. Yeah, we had beer. <laughs> <laughs> Marks Shit. all manner of occasions. Last year, last week was two years of 40 and 20. Yeah. Dang. But thanks for being on the ride. So in honor of that, we want to go back to what got us started. Just answering the really hard to answer question of people getting into watches. What should I get? What should my first watch be? Why and why should it be that? So we're not just going to say first watch. Well, maybe first watch, maybe second watch, but somebody relatively or wholly 
unfamiliar with watches, with the brands, with styles. They've they've started to kind of shape what they like in a watch. And we've narrowed it down to three categories, those three people. Because when we were talking about it, I think, I think you're right in that everyone you talk to about watches is going to distill into one of these three categories when they're first entering the watch realm. Guy number one, or gal, but we're going to say guy because we typically talk to dudes because women won't talk to us. You have a beard. I have a mustache. It's, there's, <laughs> there's good reason to not talk to us. So guy number one is the dive watch guy. Yeah. Like, I just really like dive watches. And there's a lot of them out there. And, and it shows in, I mean, every brand's first one or two releases. Sure. Sure. I want a dive watch. I, I don't know anything about watches, but I know I want a watch that looks like... That looks like that. And it goes... A Rolex Submariner, right? Yeah. That's that's what it is. Submariner, I, want, I think is. Actually. I want a Submariner watch. Yeah, that's the one. I want it to look like this. What can I get? Well, if you have ten grand, <laughs> ten grand and six years. Yeah. Uh, Guy number two. I don't like dive bezels. I don't want it to look tool watchy. And he says he wants a dress watch. Yeah. But Guy he never number two watch. says he wants a dress watch, but he does not. He want doesn't a dress want a dress watch. watch. He wants a sport watch. With a sterile bezel. And guy number three is that fancy bitch. He's like, I just want something that looks good. Yeah. He's probably an Apple Watch wearer already, but he's like, I want something cooler than this. Yeah. Probably has an, has an analog face for his, or like, what do they call it? A analog um, display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Apple sure, Watch. on his Apple Watch, yeah. I saw a, an Explorer um, dial on an Apple Watch. On an Apple Watch? Yeah. Did it look good? Yeah, you know, I think guy number three actually sometimes thinks he wants three, but he actually wants one or two. So that's been my experience, right? Where you you say, I don't want, I don't want a dive watch. I don't want anything too sporty. I want something either, you know, technical. I want something with heritage. I -hmm. want something um, dressy and and. When I say dressy, I actually mean dressy, which that's rare. Yeah, um, but that fancy guy is going to want some some bang for his buck there too. He wants some He's bang for want his some buck. Value. Yep. Yeah, and he wants something. He wants something. He wants something with some real sort of intrigue, right? Mm-hmm. He wants something with some real intrigue, and he's probably willing to pay a little bit more too. And whether it be intrigue in the way of novel technology, uh, novel company. Mm-hmm. Something, just, there's got to be something, just a, an X factor mm-hmm. to that watch to really grab his interest. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think for a guy like you or a, a guy like you or me, who's who's receiving this question, who's on the receiving end of the question, and on the delivering end of the advice, I think that's the most fun. That's the mm-hmm. most fun uh, because that guy you can really sort of dive into. His budget's probably a little bit higher. Yep. Uh, his his ability to sort of think through the topic is probably a little bit higher. So that it's probably he's probably already put some research into it. Perhaps yes, he, he's he's done it or done done the some of the legwork. But this is a hard world to get into, and and every layer you peel back, you there's fifty more. Yeah, it's like a labyrinth. I think it's important. I think it was important that we did this episode. 
and we've been talking about this episode for a couple months uh, because I I think what has happened for us, and I, and I don't lament this at all, but I think what's happened for us is we've matured in our podcasting. Our you know we, the show has matured, the topics have matured. We can no longer every week talk about the best three watches for four hundred or, or or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean that was really what we cut our teeth on as we were recording but it at some point and i think this is normal and i think it's it's uh okay i don't think it's bad i'm not lamenting it again um uh, but at some point we've the show has matured a little bit right and it has to uh we've we've shifted heavily to interviews which i love doing i think we're good at it i think we're really one of the i'm maybe the only totally dedicated affordable podcast doing doing interviews you know i'd say 60 percent of our episodes are at this point are, are interviews neighborhood yeah probably uh and, and despite what you might hear from those other podcasts not a single one of them is a commercial oh everyone pays us though we have never <laughs> been paid for an interview and we are not sponsored by oris so fuck off we just interview people that are fucking interesting. We do work. We make fucking content. And part of that is interviewing interesting people, right? Yeah, and sharing the story behind the brand. There's, I mean, I, I think to, to our interview with, um, with Brett, just because he's, he's recent, mm-hmm. the, everything that Brett, went into Brett Williams yeah. of, of Albany Watch. Yeah, of Albany Watch. So uh, to me, he's just Brett. Right. <laughs> we text. <laughs> Daddy. Uh and I think back the the story behind that you're not going to be able to get that from the website. You're not going to get that same kind of connection. And I think that's something that is is missing in a lot of people's watch buying experience. Yeah, I think that's why you see so much watch flipping. People buy the watch they have for a couple months, like meh, meh. or I'm not connected to it, and then it and it it bounces. It just rotates through it, which is not to say there's something wrong with that, but the, adding that human from the owner to you connection, I think can make watches a lot more special. Or, or Michael Seals, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted a Royal Oak and and something like a Royal Oak. And when I was designing, I'm wearing an F91. This is the first time he's ever talked about that was yeah. on our show. So, so we've matured. The show has matured. With that said, the reason we got into this was because that preliminary question is so much fun, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what it was for me very much. Like, I want to spend some time thinking and really use my my frugal tool set, my frugality tool set to find absolute real value, bang for your buck. And and you and I and and Will and Mike and the the folks that we work with and certainly a lot of you at home are totally jaded. We no longer are actually doing the affordable watch thing. You, oh, I mean, I don't know about that. You, you may be more than me, right? Um, Perhaps, but it, it does not. It does not hurt my feelings at all to seriously consider a five hundred dollar watch. Eight hundred dollars, I'm sort of like, mm, okay, got to think about that. A thousand dollars, I get uncomfortable. Five hundred bucks. It's like yeah, that's how much watches cost. We are jaded. That's not yeah, yeah, the okay. truth. We're desensitized. I don't We're, know if jaded's it. We're yeah, desensitized. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll accept the amendment. Yeah, we are jaded, desensitized. We. <laughs> so, 
it's fun. I think it's fun. And I think it's a good thing for us to sort of go back, not retroactively, not retro, not, not actually go back, but to get back to those roots. But for winter season 2020, you know, what does this landscape look like now? Yeah. You know, the do we still want to talk about SKX and Bambino? What does the landscape for the new watch buyer look like now? I think largely it's unchanged, but also different in some notable ways. I think mm-hmm. there's some new entries that we can talk about. Um, but yeah. What and our knowledge like? of the industry is deeper. There's so many new brands uh, that are out there. There's so many that in the last two years, so much has come onto scene yeah. that can replace those things that we were talking about two years ago. There's better options for a lot of those things that we've talked about. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and I think there's brands that we've probably written off. Mm-hmm. I think brands that we may have talked about a year and a half ago that we probably won't talk about today because for whatever reason, we've just decided, you know, that's maybe not as good a value as I once thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. That there's something better out there. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. So do we just dive in? Do we just dive I think we just dive into Dive Watch Guy. Dive into Dive Watch Guy? I think we start talking about Dive Watch Guy. Because that's the most basic, right? And I think the answer is the easiest, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) It is the most basic, because I also think he's the most, he's the most common. He's, he is the, the person who, you're, who, who sees the, whatever Dive Watch you're wearing on your wrist, probably doesn't ask if it's a Rolex. Mm-hmm. Probably says, "Hey, I really like that." I, it seems like you know watches, mm-hmm. or it's a watch mm-hmm. friend who sees you wearing a dive watch. Hey, I or, really or like knows that. you host a podcast about watches, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, uh, I really like that. Can you tell me about it? That's the kind of style of watch I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. This is about how much I want to spend. Well, yeah. So that's right. That's the first question I have to say. Uh, I have to ask because because already in my head I'm thinking, okay. You know, you want to be spending 450 to 550 for that entry-level dive watch. Uh, wrong. That's probably too much. That's probably at least... 450 is probably at double. least double his budget. At, oh. at least what he thinks oh, his budget his, is. His emotional budget going into that conversation. That's right. He thinks his budget is roughly 200 if not less. Mm-hmm. If not less, he might be thinking 125, right? So and there's options out there. You got to have that conversation up front. Yeah, you got you got to have the conversation. Because are you going to be an MDV guy? Is are you are you looking for the under under a hundred dollars? Because the MDV for an entry level watch could be as good as it gets. Yeah, it's a little big. Sixty bucks on those these days. Uh, forty eight. And so we're talking about the Casio Marlin MDV one hundred six. Mm-hmm. 48 bucks, under 50 bucks. $48.06. Quartz movement, 44 millimeter case, 20 millimeter lug width. Good looking. Yeah. 200 meters of water resistance. Comes in multiple colors now. Yeah. Looks really good on a super engineer. Mm-hmm. Balances the weight of that thing. Because it's a clunker. <laughs> it's a big watch, yeah. But it's a good watch for 50 bucks. Like, hey, dude, you, you've got, there are options. Or you can take it all the way up to something in the, in the stay in sub thousand. Because I don't think I'd ever recommend. To, to dive watch guy north of a thousand dollar watch mm-hmm. for his for the like hey dude this is really something you should consider because i think dive watch guy just wants like a one watch he's he wants a one watch that's yeah. right he's a guy who probably is 
working blue collar or just a normal ass dude who wants to wear a nice-ish watch mid-level management and he 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 doesn't know that a dive watch isn't dressy enough or he thinks it is a dress watch yeah because it's got a steel bracelet perhaps either way he knows what he wants he knows the aesthetic so yeah i think i think you got to figure out what budget is and Mm -hmm. and and you start at the casio now some people are going to be repelled by casio be repelled some people are going to be repelled by that. I think it's it's sort of you have to convince the young watch enthusiast the, the and I don't mean I don't mean young in years. I mean I mean young in the watch journey. You have to convince them that that's a dope watch. I think I've had that experience, right? Like, oh, is it Casio? Yeah, this is a sick watch. I think I think Casio and Timex are both making a shift to to legitimize themselves in the way of their orological chops and you're really seeing it with timex like we're we're they're leaning into it they're they're trying to fill some holes in the watch industry and i think casio's coming out with some some really cool shit that is sta- is starting to to stand up and perhaps fill that gap that timex is leaving let me ask you a question <coughs> i take a i take a mdv 106 mm-hmm and I set it on the table, and then right next to it, I take an EcoDrive, the standard EcoDrive 200-meter diver. I can't remember what it's called. Like the EcoZilla or the, or the ProMaster diver? Not the, not the EcoZilla, the regular... Yeah, like the ProMaster. The ProMaster yeah. diver, that's right. I take a ProMaster diver and an MDV-106. I say, you can pick one. You have to wear it. You can't sell it. It's yours. You have to wear it. You can't sell it. Pick one. That's a hard pick. It shouldn't be a hard pick, right? You've got a $300 watch and a $50 watch. My assumption is I'm not paying for either though. And that they're free. Is, so they're there free. it is. But that there it is. That's it's a hard pick. I'm taking the I'm taking the Casio. I that's why it's a hard pick. I don't know. Yeah. Cuz I like that ProMaster. But I also really like the Marlon. Yeah, I'm going Marlon every time. Yeah. So there's value, right? There's value, but you got to find that. I think uh uh, and I think you have to have those conversations, right? Because everybody's different, right? And, everybody, and everybody's budget is is different, not not only in terms of number, but in terms of flexibility, right? Yeah, yeah. Because some people go in, right? <laughs> hey, it's probably going to be two hundred bucks. But you're like, hey, I mean, hey, you know, check out this. Look, look at this Neptune. This is five hundred dollar watch. This is a dope ass watch, and maybe they're. Maybe their budget shifts a little bit. Like, oh, you know, $500 is doable. Yeah. Because it's all about sharing options. Because Dive Watch Guy, there's a, there, there is no shortage of options out there in the world. And there's so many questions to ask. that Beyond price, beyond like, how much are you willing to spend? What other questions are you looking for? Yeah, for me, I want to know sort of like, are you, are you trying to stay away from mall brands, right? Uh, that was a thing for me when I started, when I started into watches, I, I decided what a mall brand was, however, um, educated that decision was. And I steered away from those things. Not always. And in fact, I have some mall brands in my collection, but quite a few Seikos in fact. Um, and, and, and I think, I think Seiko's <laughs> sort of, uh, transcendent a little bit, right? They, they really bridge the gap between orology, mall brand, I mean, they're ubiquitous in, in in so many ways, right? But even as a even before I got into watches, I knew that Seiko was a little bit different. Like Seiko's cool, 
Okay. And and, and they're cool. They're cool in a way that um, perhaps, and there's going to be people, there's going to be some pitchforks. They're cool. You better not say it. In, in perhaps a way that, that Citizen is not. I think. You can think that, but Citizen has an eco drive. That's really neat. It's really neat technology. Seiko's got solar. It's not eco drive. <laughs> it's not called eco drive, but it's the same shit, right? Uh, you, you know. But but yeah. So I want to know what is it? What what what? How do you want this thing to feel? Do you want to have something really sort of boutique? Do you want to have something that's going to have some some brand? Um, some brand lineage right to Mm -hmm. it you you know do you want something that people are going to recognize do you want something that literally no one else on the face of the earth has maybe not literally but like 250 people other have that's right so so those those kind of things i mean i want to know i want to know what what statement are you trying to make because Mm -hmm. you're trying to make a statement yeah you're 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 asking to buy a big watch with frequently bright colors on it what do you want to signal to people and no one's going to answer that question you can't answer mm-hmm. that question you can't ask that question because no one wants to it, it makes it, it it really sort of puts a point on the vanity of the whole thing right mm-hmm. because it's a it's a vanity purchase i, I want to know that but i, I so I, I want to know the same thing but the way i phrase that question is what what's the feel you're going for this for this watch yeah are you looking for something refined are you looking for something bold are you looking for something vintage looking maybe retro inspired are you looking for something really modern what are you looking for sure yeah important questions too because and but i think i think that's that's how i i glean that same bit of information what's the what's the feel you're going for here so we've got the 50 dollar mdv 106 yeah i think there are a couple very obvious upgrades and for me Five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, perhaps as recent as two years ago, there was no question in my mind that it's the SKX. Mm-hmm. I still think today that's the coolest, the coolest watch. And I mean cool, like 501s, Ray-Bans, timeless, cool, right? A Barracuda jacket. Man, that is an outfit right there. <laughs> it is. I mean, I'm describing James Dean. James Dean wears an SKX, right? Uh, and so I still think today for under 400 bucks, that's about the coolest watch you can buy. But I think it it's no longer in this conversation. It's for, not, for any number it, of reasons. It, it, most notably that they're 400 bucks now. That's right. The, the cost has gone up yeah. significantly. They're harder to come by. And and for the, for the uninitiated, because because of the uh, lack of supply of the SKX, I don't think it's. I, I don't think the SKX is a first watch purchase anymore. A whole generation of people will never have that conversation. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Starting about what Two a year ago. ago. Yeah. Um. Th- that's right. And, and say what you will about you know the the specifications, the chunkiness, um, the mineral crystal. Say what you will. It was still cool. It was. It's mm-hmm. always been cool, and it still is cool. But but yeah, for for the uninitiated, for the first time buyer, it's not two hundred and twenty bucks, and that's 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 a hard pill to swallow for for that watch, and, and it's a hard recommendation to make. So what fills that? What fills that place right now? So the DB, the the DB three hundred, 
that was a direct competitor is virtually disappeared from their website. There's like five colorways left. It, it seems almost like they're like they're doing away with it also. The DB300. The Deep Blue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, the Deep Blue. It, it seems almost like they're... Because I was looking at that today. Uh, what immediately comes to mind is the Islander mm. in, in 38 and 42... How much? 43? How much is the Islander? The Islander is um, the thirty-eight is two ninety-nine right now. Okay. So if you're looking for that same style, feel, mm-hmm. appearance, that aesthetic, you're going to go a little bit more. But there's there's a couple watches with very different feels to them that are still in that sub three hundred dollar price range and pretty squarely under. Well, one of them is is the Orient Mako. Yeah. Which I think is is not as ubiquitous. It's not as object or not as subjectively cool. Mm-hmm. It is objectively better. It the Mako two, yes, yeah. I agree with you. It, yeah. And it's one hundred and forty dollars, one hundred and twenty five for a blue dial Mako two right now on Amazon. One hundred and twenty five, yeah. one hundred and thirty four for black. Yeah. It. It's I. It's going to fill that SKX void. Yeah. It's not going to be as cool. It just isn't. But it's okay. It's better. Yeah. And and it does, it does the same thing, right? It does the same. You see someone wearing an Ori Mako, and you're like, oh, that's a good looking watch. It's a dive watch, yeah. and I know that you thought about that purchase. Mm-hmm. I see someone wearing an Ori Mako, which has happened a couple times. I'm like, yeah, that's that guy, that's a person who, even if they're not into watches, even if they're not a watch guy like me or gal. Uh, that's someone who made a good a good purchase, made a thoughtful purchase. A thoughtful purchase. It's very classic. It's very clean. It's dressable. It's a it's a good dress diver. Yeah, that's right. Because that's what it is. It's a diver. So by dressable, I mean you're you're going to look a little out of place pouring uh, spiked seltzer down your front. Don't worry about it. Um, but it's it's an attractive, clean watch. Yeah. The other one that came to mind for me in that in that entry level, super affordable, is the Dan Henry nineteen seventy. No, oh, yeah, at two ninety. It comes in two sizes, forty and forty four. So if somebody wants that little bit bigger, I'm not gonna go right to hey get a Monster Invicta. Maybe I'm thinking Pro Diver. If people are good with that, but the the DH nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think, really, you can go from there, right? I, I think you you deliver those options, right? You deliver something like a Dan Henry. This is uh, an homage to a classic watch. You can have that conversation. You can talk about the the Mako, like what this means for watch people, because it means something. Uh, you can go the Casio, right? If you want something no shit, awesome, dirt cheap, yeah, get it done. Bill Gates wears one. Fuck off. Yeah, right. This is dope. Uh, but but from there, right? So now I say, okay, well, I'm not feeling this. I've got a little bit of extra cash. I'm sort of I'm picking up what you're putting down. There's some other places you can go, right? I mean, I think immediately I think Kamasu. I, if I'm mm-hmm. going to buy an Orient Mako platform watch, I'm going to buy a Kamasu. So for a little bit of extra money, a little bit of extra scratch, three fifty. Yeah, I think they're three fifty four. Uh, you know, immediately I'm getting a significantly better watch. Yes, newer, better colors. Uh, different platform, right? So mm-hmm. some of it's just different, but some of it's better, objectively better. Um, I'm going to think about companies like Traska. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to think of companies like Laurier. Um, you, you know, what are these entry level options? I'm going to think EMG and yes. HK Ed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. EMG. Um, Albany I, I, even. It, at, well, yeah. at, at the rates they're at, yeah, yeah, fantastic, right? So you can you can have that conversation, but I think you I think you start Casio, Mako. You know what I'm recommending for the guy who's like, I've got about six seven hundred bucks that I'm that that I'm prepared to spend on a on a dive watch, and it's probably gonna be my only watch. The Baltic Oxcoff. It's such a cool watch. Thirty nine really millimeters. 20 millimeter lugs, 650 bucks, 200 meters of water resistance. Perfect. You're going to recommend that over the Neptune, huh? Yeah. For somebody who's who's got a little bit more money to spend, I think I'm going to say Aquascoff. I might still go I might still go Laurier. I, I'm I'm a little bit torn, but I, I think I'm going to go Aquascoff. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, great watches. Great watches. So, I think really that that's where you start. I mean, and sky's the limit, right? We could we could talk about the Astor and Banks is. We could oh, talk yeah. about I mean, sky's the limit. You you know, you you start getting into that conversation, uh you're having a different conversation. But you're but, talking yeah. to a watch person who's who's testing you. So, what about what about our second guy? What about oh. the guy who says, "Oh, you know what? I that's too busy. I don't like that dive bezel. That's that that big clunky. I want it to be a little bit dressier. I want a dressier watch. I want a dress watch. Mm-hmm. No, you no, don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so, what what what's your first recommendation for that guy? My, my first recommendation for that guy is I, I I ask the question. What's the what's the feel? Right? Are you going? Because this this takes you one of two ways. For me, it takes me one of two ways. I'm going to go sport watch or I'm going to go field watch. Mm-hmm. And it's what are you looking to do with this watch, and that that's going to dictate. And the, also, what's your budget? Yeah, well, yeah, and and what's your budget? But that's already that's already been there because yeah. that's my first first question. Right. Like, <laughs> my first first thought for him is the Veyer C five, two hundred bucks. It's got a Swiss quartz, forty and twenty hundred meters of water resistance, stylish as fuck. Bang around, usable field watch, money. And and if you don't know, if you've been listening to us and you're listening to this and you say 40, 40 and 20, yeah, 40, what does that mean? 40 millimeters with 20 millimeter lugs, 40 and 20, all right? We've said it. We're, we've said it before. We'll say it again. I don't so, know if we have said it before. So, someone, someone messaged us this last week and said, uh, it was a gelato mancer, says, hey, you guys should do an episode where you take edibles. And then plow through the episode. Call it forty and twenty and four twenty. Ooh, <laughs> or just call it four twenty, and have like the the second or the four the zero of the forty melting. This this is four twenty. The wow, wow, wow. We would just be in the bed with like <laughs> that, That's what we could do. We could just lay down and record from the bed. <laughs> He's onto something. I like it. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I think that's a great choice. I think that uh, I think that maybe you start with something like that, right? Uh, and because that, you get that's how you get the read. You get the read. Do you want a field watch or do you want a sport watch? I think there's probably some places that I start maybe a little bit before that, right? Uh, obviously, it's a little bit more money, but the Dress KX. Yep. You, you know those those came on the scene. They were super hot for about a month, and I think people have sort of forgotten about them. I still think that at whatever two twenty five. Yeah, they are. One six no, uh, two seventy five right now. Okay, so I I think I think still 
that watch, that platform, it is is about as cool as it you can get. Now it's going to be too expensive for a lot of folks, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be too expensive, and, and and that's an easy conversation to have. Like, look, this is really fucking cool. You should consider looking at this. Nah, I couldn't spend that much. Okay, well, well, now we know, right? Now we know. So mm-hmm. so let's scale it back. So here's the C5. Here's this fair C5. A, a couple of the uh, a couple of options I really like uh, to sort of float the Seiko SNZG, which is yeah. it, is in many respects similar to uh, the C5. It's a little bit bigger. It's that 42 millimeter. It's a blasted case. Uh, really sort of fieldy watch. Even if you take on bridge to it being a field watch, uh, it has that field feel field feel yeah <laughs> a little uh, bit yeah right I, I mean you get you get to the same place right uh you, you get to the same place and they're cool they're cheap dirt cheap i think like 140 bucks yeah uh you can you, and it's automatic right mm-hmm. so now we've got a quartz vare c5 this is cool check this out if you want something automatic check this out you know what i'm also floating to this guy tell me a racing chrono in the way of an SSB031. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's hey, right. You're not getting a big clunky dive bezel. You're Although, getting something a little cool. Still got a little a dive sporty. Bezel. I mean, it, it's not. I mean, it's a tack bezel. Yeah. Right. It's, it's an, an it's, external bezel, I guess, it, is what I mean. It's, it's not a dive bezel. You're right. It's similar, but different. Right. There, there's some, there's some familiarity there, some crossover. I think I'm going to float a, a chronograph to everyone who asks the question because chronographs are cool and my first float is always going to be the ssb031 because fucking cool yeah mecha quartz is cool as shit and it's 165 bucks right right what about the guy what about the guy that wants something really cheap Ooh, really cheap i I want i can't spend more than 100 bucks i'm gonna go with i think the brass colored MK ones are coming in under a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. I'm I'm an MK one. Yeah. Uh, for this for this guy is like that's still more than I want to spend. I'm gonna float an MK one. What do you think of this? Do you think Timex is okay? I mean, right? Because some people aren't gonna be okay with that. Do you think Timex is okay? This is a cool watch. Timex makes shitty watches. This isn't one of them. This they, is a neat watch. Everyone makes shitty watches. That's right. Yeah. Every big brand makes a shitty watch or two, yeah. or a few dozen. Yeah, that's right. If if I were responsible for the catalog of every major watch brand, they'd they'd cut it down by sixty percent. Right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, what about so so moving the other direction? I, I I think okay, the Seiko price is okay. I'm not worried about the price, but it's I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Uh, that the the crown is in a weird place. Um, the SNZG, uh, it's just not it's something. Uh, I want to spend a little bit more money. How do you feel about a square watch? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good place to go. And, yeah. I, and I I think I ask him two questions. How do you feel about this Horizon by EMG? Okay, no, n- not not quite feeling the chronograph. How, how do you feel about this Retromatic? Mm-hmm. Which is brand new. Yeah. And it's cool as fuck. It's it's square, but soft corners. It's cool as fuck. It's got enough water resistance that you can shower and do your normal business in it. Mm-hmm. 
the proportions are right. How you feel about this? It's also coffee based, so it's cool. It's not. It's not got an espresso timer. Sorry, y'all. What, what you thinking? And then you feel that out because then th- now you're starting to get a sense for their for for how they're feeling about different styles of watches. And if he doesn't like the retromatic, he doesn't like watches, and just tell him to go away. He says, "Oh my God, four twenty-five. That's way too much money." Like, okay, <laughs> okay, we can work with that. We can work with that. So we want to get down. We want to get between like we want to get into that three hundred dollar range. Yeah, yeah. What what do you got there in the three hundred dollar range? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest a Boulder Venture. See how he feels about it. I think and I think Boulders are coming at what two ninety. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I'm gonna go Venture. I'm gonna say, hey, look, this is a titanium case. This is also cool as shit because it's indestructible, and it feels like you're wearing nothing. Downside. You're only gonna be able to wear pass-throughs, right? And for somebody who's who's gonna want a dressy watch, that's gonna be a miss for them. And and it's uh, and it's aesthetically right. It's uh, a bit enigmatic, right? Mm-hmm. That's not gonna work for everybody. But the price is right. The movement's right. The brand is cool. So yeah, that's in the conversation for sure. Yeah, and, and I reckon, and, and we. We were talking about this today in our in our watch clicker group chat, um, and and that's come up right. That case is kind of weird. I don't like that case. I like the case. It's not it's not the venture though. It's the venture the whatever their chrono is called. Their um, that's the one we we're talking about. No, I think we were talking about the venture with the with the angular yeah sort of semi hooded lugs. Yeah, they're a little odd. Yeah, but the watch itself is a little odd. Making a watch out of titanium is a weird thing to do, right? <laughs> that's right that's right embrace it how much is a summiteer summiteer i mean if you can find one yeah. 500 money okay remember because we had to do 501 yeah that's right yeah <laughs> that's right also also a very cool watch but it, but definitely on the high end of the price spectrum i'm also going to pitch a sector field yeah yeah that's oh, right 400 four bucks four, 425 yeah. okay yeah, it, it, it's in there. Uh, the thing, I think that the Summiteers are a really easy sell for someone who's never seen watches uh, because of the Tejimented case, or I guess it's not Tejimented, but, you know, the the hardened case finishing. Like, this it, watch is... It is titanium, but it's not titanium. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Um, and I'm also going to say if you can find a Sarb, a secondhand Sarb. And, and I think this is the easiest sort of... This is the easiest category to fill in with random shit on on mm-hmm. Amazon too, right? It's like, yeah, okay, none of this is working. The price is too high. You don't like the SNZG. Uh, you don't like the boulders too much, whatever. You, you, this is the category where you can really start to say, okay, this is a watch from, you know, perhaps Tissot or, or Bulova or, or Citizen mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, you know, th- this is a Citizen automatic. There's one I was looking at earlier uh, a, a citizen automatic for like 150 bucks, and I thought that's that's a great choice. I'm not gonna find it, so I think I know. Is it is it the blue one? I think we just stopped talking about it. Okay. I also was thinking if somebody who wants to drop some some scratch, some real money, the tits out gent powermatic. Yeah, seven seventy five, forty. And now here's the problem: twenty one millimeter lugs. What mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> in-house movement though and it's just a slick watch yeah very much so 
very much. Hold on, I'm going to find this. No, you're not. Okay. Carry on. Go to your browsing history on the Amazon. I got it. You found it? No. Yes. No, you didn't. Citizen NH8350-83L. This is the black dialed version. It's kind of big. 42. Oh, no, it's 40. It's 40. And it is just a dressy sport watch. <laughs> Automatic movement from Citizen, which is atypical. Oh, yeah, I know this watch. Uh, It's it sort of got like a, a bit of a Tissot Visodate yeah. type of feel. Super generic. Generic, easy, cool watch, too. You know, it's got a decent movement. It's an 8000 series, so whatever. The problem uh, with a watch like that is it's going to be a hard sell at over 200 bucks. But you said that's what, like 160 131 Nice. It's kind of got like that really as generic as it comes, like Movado feel to it, minus the diamond at the 12 o'clock. That's right. That's right. Very, Which, very easy to wear. For some reason, people like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand that's, it. that's the one that they say, yeah, I've got this Movado, but I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, duh, you're not feeling it. <laughs> so, I think our most fun category is this third one, right? Yeah. Because uh, one is fun. Two, I think a little less fun. Two right? he can be a little bit of a challenge because he knows what he wants, but he has no idea what the fuck he wants. Right. <laughs> I think when we start talking about three, I think one... one this can go on in a lot of different directions, right? This is the guy who kind of knows what he wants, mm-hmm. and so now we're gonna now we're gonna start to play. It, it, it's a, he he doesn't know what he doesn't know, and he's open to learning. He wants you to just spray him with diversity. Yeah, that's right. And, and I would say I would say forty percent of this time, forty percent of the time, this guy wants an Apple Watch, a fifty six hundred. Yeah. Once you tell him this watch is as cool as it gets, a G-Shock 5600 is as cool as it gets. It's every bit as cool as an SKX. Cooler. Nah, I don't know. Because you can I'm get them for 50 bucks. Okay. okay, so sure, there's that, right? It, it's it's more attractive in some ways. And there's a 100,000 variants of them. That's right. That's right. Which also partially maybe makes it a little less cool. But that guy, 40% of the time, that guy, if you put the if you float this watch... You know, he's saying, well, 5600 or the 5610 for 30 bucks more mm-hmm. is solar multiband six, radio controlled. Holy shit, this is the coolest shit on the face of the earth. You can get that guy pumped up. And it's not like, even on the face of the earth because it uses satellites that are in space. <laughs> that's right. 40% of the time, that's what this guy wants. Yeah, he gets it and he's very happy. He gets the all white and he's just balling. <laughs> but. We gotta give him some choices. You gotta ask some questions. What's the, what's the, is this is this the fancy bro who's got a bunch of fashion watches? Mm-hmm. He probably does. He's got a mini Invicta collection, or or you know he's got some some Skagen watches. Skagen, yeah. Skidmark watch. Skidmark watches. Yeah, he's got some of those. You know, perhaps he's got a couple. Macy's jewelry counter watches. Maybe he's got an MBMT. Yeah, he's probably got an MBMT. Like, what do you think about this this DW company? What do you think about these yeah. watches? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's probably heard of Bulova. Probably probably vaguely familiar with Tag, and that's you know he's he's done a little bit of research. I, I like to I, I like to say I like to say to this guy. 
I like to say, well, why don't you why don't you go find some watches that you think are cool? Don't worry about how much they cost. Because I can find you something better. Twenty thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, doesn't matter. Find the coolest watch that you can find and send it to me and we'll go from there. Yeah. Right? Because you're going to see, you know, you're going to see, you know, maybe a uh, a Speedmaster mm-hmm. or a Navitimer or, or, or some Panerai. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now I know. Now I know what direction you want to go here. Mm-hmm. And here are some options. You know, one of the first things I always, I, I, I for, for somebody who's looking for a watch like that, I'm like, hey, dude, here is a cool watch. From a brand who's a little bit down in the dumps, they're 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 trying to figure out who they are again. <laughs> Super cool fucking watch, the Lunar Pilot. Yeah, that it's in fact that's exactly that was the first watch. It was in fact the only watch I wrote down preparing for this. Really, it's the only one I wrote down. It's it's so fucking cool. But we're gonna change gears for a second. Did you see they're releasing an anniversary uh, Accutron, the Space View? Uh, I did not see that. Oh, it's so cool. Is it the is it their new uh their new movement technology? Uh I don't my phone's somewhere. It's, It'll be fine. Don't worry yeah, about we'll it. Look it up. But they 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 dropped an anniversary edition. I think it was an anniversary edition or a special edition, some LE. Um it looks so cool. I I want them all. I'm just going to buy the whole inventory. <laughs> just bathe in them. No, not a cheap watch. No, space views are not cheap watches. Uh, it, or the Lunar Pilot, right? Correct. I mean, it's not it's not especially expensive. It's a three hundred and forty five dollar watch. Yeah. It's also a big watch. Big watch, forty five millimeters. Uh, but it's it's not even the the lug width that was the issue for me. It's it's the lug to lug that was the issue for me. Fifty two. It's it, it might as well be a hundred. It's it's a keyboard. Yeah, it's a big it's, it's a big watch. It's like those Garmin GPS watches. But. Bonafides. Yeah. It gives you that Speedmaster feel. Heritage. Heritage. Yeah. I guess that's what I was trying to but say. It, I mean, in the watch itself, but it's also got heritage in the brand. Mm-hmm. It gives you that Speedmaster feel, like you're saying. And it's cool. And it's not It's not an homage. No. It's, it's not. It, it, it's not something trying to be something it's not. It's... It's not aping some other design, and there may be some some conversation to be had there, but it's its own thing. It's mm-hmm. OG, like you said. It's just cool. Mm-hmm. It's just cool, and and I think if you can get someone excited about it, it's a great direction. The price is going to turn some people off that first that first time watch buyer. But if it's a fancy bro, I don't know if it's going to turn them off. I think That's I right. think for a dude who's like that, you can even go something like like pitching a Monta Noble. At the sixteen hundred dollar point, right? And be like, oh, also by the way, you can get the curved end rubber strap that are made exclusively for Rolexes, right? Because this company <laughs> makes them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's Fancy right. Bros like, wait, you mean I can get a Rolex without paying Rolex price? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, uh, <laughs> no, you can get a Rolex strap. <laughs> Obviously, and we're a, talking about Monta Noble with their Everest, and a, Everest connection. Yeah, yeah. And a dope-ass watch. Yeah. I think Fancy Bro is going to be kind of open to that conversation. That's right. That's right. If they've got, I mean, certainly if they've got that sort of money, you know, you start talking about Christopher Ward. Mm-hmm. 
you start talking about Monta if they're into that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know who wouldn't be into that sort of thing. You know, I think that there are a number of people that listen to the show that that wouldn't be into that sort of thing, right? I, I think that Monta exists in a very uncomfortable space, which is to say the direction they've taken for pricing it incorporates a ton of objective value. I think the question is, does the average watch collector feel like that those objective features, right? And when I say objective features, I mean things that cost money. Swiss manufacturing, uh, Swiss movements, um, finishing, right? The the you've got to sort of figure out for you or for whoever the buyers where does diminishing returns where is that point for you because it's it's not a universal question no it's not it, and it's, it, it frankly for all of us it changes day by day that's right that's right do you want to watch that's finished like a swiss watch i think that there's a, a lot of folks out there that that want a rolex or an omega because they're rolex or omega they don't need finishing greater than a, a notice, perhaps. Yeah. But but rather, they need that name brand, right? And so if they're going to spend big bucks, they're going to spend big bucks for a name brand. And if not, what am I missing with an $800 notice uh, or, or, or perhaps an Astro and Banks? I'm getting, mm-hmm. you know, why do I need to spend twice that? Or even an Orion. That's right. That's right. For, for why do I need to spend twice that? Oh, speaking of which, I got my fucking Hellcat, and it mm, is she is a Hellcat. God damn! I, I have done some things. <laughs> I had this on hunk, uncomfortable hunk of metal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, you, you know, I think OP thirty nine um, is off my list. Right. I I love this watch. Yeah, it's money. I love it. And we were talking. There's some kind of um. Oh, it's even kind of concaved. It is. The, that bezel's concaved, yeah. It, it, there's a there's an illusion that occurs that makes this watch look bigger than it is. Yeah, because you were saying this is it's a little bit bigger than a Sarb. And it's not. It is not. It's it's a half a millimeter smaller, but the bezel has a slight concave in it. It's also a very steep angle and it's highly polished. On this one it is, yeah. So that reflection off of that bezel gives it like gives it some presence it's good though i'm leaving with it <laughs> okay just bring it back <laughs> i probably won't um so what what else is in the mix i'm going to tell you right now five micro adjustments on it for for this guy if if we start to talk about 400 500 watches i'm going to say go to the laurier website mm-hmm. yeah Go to the Laurier website. Find something you don't like and then buy it for me and then find something you like and buy it for you. <laughs> for for me, I think Laurier is doing a really neat thing. And, and the, the aesthetics aren't going to be for everybody, right? Uh, the lugs are a little long, right? You, you know, There's some things that might sort of catch someone off guard if they don't know what they're looking for. They might just say, I, that's not, I'm not connecting with that. And, and, I'm, and I might be able to understand why. But that's where I might start, right? Mm-hmm. Check these guys out. This is one of the coolest brands in the in the business, um, and there and there's options, right? These are reasonably priced. Yeah, they're 
super cool watches, super cool brand, great owners, good quality. You know, I think their ST, their Siegel movements maybe leave some question marks for a first-time watch buyer. Do we do we recommend those movements to a first-time watch buyer? I think I'm not you do because sure. I mean one of the one of the watches I always recommend. I say go to Am Diver and get yourself an Amphibia. Yeah, hundred twenty-four bucks. You can customize this watch, basically build whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I think that that movement. I think that movement. I think the Bostock movement is probably more reliable than an ST Chronograph movement. Perhaps. In fact, in fact yeah. I'm, I'm no. It, it is. It is. But yeah. but you're still you're still getting that that question mark. I, no, I don't. Think, I don't think there's a question mark there. Fine, moving on. What else do we got for this guy? What, uh, so I'm thinking Alpinist. Yeah, I'm thinking an, a a fucking cool, sporty, something a little bit different. Because I was thinking a lot of like internal rotating bezel, something just a little bit novel. Sure, that's gonna be eye catching. That's gonna stand out. Because Fancy Bro wants to stand out. He wants something a little flashier. You know, this is also a guy I'm going to go towards square chronographs. I'm going to go to some surfboard dials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Just just say, hey, look at this. Good speed. Yep. Going to go good speed. Yep, definitely brew. Dan Henry, 1972. Yep. Yeah. This guy guy doesn't know it yet, but he wants a chronograph. He probably does. (laughs) Or, or, you know, he he wants like a... um, a 1963, you know, any of the any of the variations, whether it be the straight Chinese with the Chinese star, or one of the HK Eds, or or perhaps one of the greatest watches ever made, a Citizen Nighthawk, perhaps, perhaps, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's the last place I go with this guy, right? Check what? this out. What do you think of this? What colorway was the one that Will sent us the other day? The brown one. Yeah, 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 like the that like uh, almost like cognac brown. Yeah, yeah, those are neat. I really liked it. Those are neat. Yeah, or like a Blue Angels variant, it with uh with the perforated leather, blue leather. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I, you also look towards Oris. Sure, it, yeah. it, as the budget goes up, yeah, yeah. I, like I think I think you start looking in into. Or or Halios, you know, Halios has some on the more affordable end options. You know, there's there's a lot there for this guy because he wants something a little bit different mm-hmm. and is more likely than not ready to drop a little bit more money. You're not going to haggle so much of a price with this guy. Yeah. And that's what makes it fun because you can just be like, hey, dude, this is a really cool fucking watch. This is a really cool watch. Hey, I'm going to have my hands on this. Hey, check out the disaster in banks. Like just the world's open to that guy. Yeah. I feel like that guy's more open to listening. His mind is less made up. And that guy's going to be a, a, a watch podcast addict. By, Probably, yeah. By the end of the month, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll have somehow caught up on everyone. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I think we did it. Yeah. I think we've revisited the issue um, with our with our sort of brains having been developed by having done this for two years. Um Obviously, we didn't talk about every watch, right? You're going to say... No, these are your only options. <laughs> you're going to say via DM, oh, you didn't think about this, you didn't think about that. I, I appreciate that. I'm still thinking of watches. I was like, oh, fuck, we should have talked about that. That's right. That's right. There's a thousand watches. But this is kind of where... This is what the process looks like for us. And I think if you're into watches, you maybe had this conversation. You probably had this conversation with someone in Unsolicited. Your life. That's right. For sure. You've You've given this advice unsolicited. I'll tell you the last the last piece of a uh, closing note for me 
uh, I'm not closing for you. I'm just saying closing note for me. The last uh, recommendation I made for a, a watch was a girlfriend of a listener. Interesting. Her name was Carly. She wrote me and said, hey, my, my boyfriend's super into the show. Mm. His birthday's coming up. I want to buy a watch. I don't have enough money to buy what I want. Or I'm not going to spend what I want. I've got a budget of sort of like a hundred bucks, but I want to get something really cool. I don't want to just get something off the shelf. I want to get something cooler than that. And it, I mean, it was really kind of a conundrum. And the watch I recommended, the watch you wound up getting, uh, and, and I understand her boyfriend liked it, although he never reached out to say, hey, thanks. Whatever, fuck he you. He stopped listening. He got his watch. <laughs> I said, I, the recommendation, so we talked a lot. I mean, there was like two days worth of messages back and, and forth. And a bunch of nudes, too. There, there I've, no, looked at the, no. I've looked at that message thread. <laughs> that, that is not true. That is not true. Uh, the, the recommendation I wound up making was an F91. Yep. W. Or maybe an F84. It may have been an F84 uh, with a very nice seatbelt NATO. And we talked through it, right? What mm-hmm. does he have these and does he have this? What does he like? Oh, he really likes this. I think he had had uh, some sort of seatbelt NATO. And I said, check out the Blue Shark. You got to get the Blue Shark thin. Ultra luxury. No, I didn't do the thin. I went the full size. But if you're going F ninety one series, it's hard to get that full that that full shaped NATO in there. Check this out. And this is a watch I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing an F eighty four. With it's it's cool. It'll be something he can do. You know, because changing a strap in an F-84 or F-91 is not uh, the easiest thing in the world. You'll have to look at a video. It'll be a fun process. And at the end of the day, it'll be a dope watch. And she wound up doing that, and he loved it. You know, so, you know, think outside of the box, too. Think about, you know, what is this going to... Is this a process you want to buy? Is this a... You know, what is it we're looking for here? I found that really only what... Like, people, once they've become initiated give a shit about the f91 right everyone else thinks it's a joke they're like what are you wearing right. <laughs> this is my osama bin laden watch what are you talking about what am i wearing one of my favorite watches so i mean it, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be you know a crazy sort of max value max spec type of situation you know it, it's you, you've got to sort of feel it out what, what are you looking for what are you trying to do here what, what, what's the goal here Connect to watches. That's right. Find something that you like. And an F91 with a $40 Blue Shark seatbelt NATO is it is so good. Like the coolest watch on the face of the earth. It That's could right. be. The only thing that I think beats it is your is your Speedmaster on that pajama elastic. I love that. My Mankey strap. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Picked up a second Mankey strap this week. Yeah. I almost bought one. I, I, got, a, I got a mesh bracelet to give a try on my uh, Recraft. Yeah, I think it's gonna work. Yeah, do it. It's supposed to be in my porch right now. <laughs> not the not the watch, but the, the bracelet. The bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, wait. Can I closing note? Sure, do it. Bottom line is, and when people are coming to you asking watch questions, it's because they because they know you care. Share the passion. That that that's that was why we started this podcast. Because when we were starting our watch journeys. We were alone and in the dark and having to just figure it out for ourselves. And it, I mean, we're, we're two years into 
media yeah, about the fuck it. This is like what we're two years into talking about it, and no less now than we did when we began. <laughs> and all we want to do, the reason we started this, is because we wanted to be able to be a resource for people like us where we were before we started this. Share it. And we wanted to get that sweet aura sponsorship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hodinkee came knocking yesterday. <laughs> Andrew, other things. What do you got? I do have another thing, Mr. Everett Meadows. <laughs> Don't say my full name. It's not your full name. That's true. My other thing. Ready for it? I'm ready. Ardvark. Hot sauces. Made in Portland, Oregon. Aardvark is a Portland-based hot sauce company, and they have a variety of sauces. And, you know, I don't know why, but for some reason you thought that I didn't like Aardvark. Um, and it's perhaps, and we, we talked about it a little bit, uh, it's perhaps because it doesn't go with everything. I'm a, I'm a bit of a hot sauce flavor profile asshole. I don't mix and match cuisines when it comes to hot sauce. Sure. And I think I think what it comes to is that a lot of places in the Pacific Northwest have Tapatio and Aardvark. Great, great choices. Great choices. But if you have only Tapatio and Aardvark, almost certainly neither of those hot sauces go with the fare you're bringing me. Right. Like fish. Neither one of those hot sauces go no. with fish. No. No. I mean, Tapatio maybe, depending on the fish. Depending on the fish, but you got to get some like... Like red dot or crystal to go with fish. Oh wait, yeah, you got to get some Louisiana hot sauce you know, to go on you, fish. You know what? I like I like Louisiana crystal on peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, but I love it. So I I like Serrano hot sauce on peanut butter and jelly too, because because like Serranos and jalapenos go really well in jelly. Yeah, just add a little bit of a little mm. bit of heat to it. You're wow, that was loud. That was loud. Um, now, so Artvark. Based out of Portland, Oregon, they do a habanero hot sauce, a serrabanero, which is serranos and habaneros, a little, little less spicy, um, a drunken garlic black bean sauce, which I have not tried, but I'm... It's amazing. I'd like to. Um, drunken it's not jerk. super spicy, but really good. And a, and a drunken jerk. They also have a fabulous foursome, which is all the packages. You can order from their website. You can also get them on the Amazon for nine bucks. And I'll tell you, these are... Uh, Nine ounce bottles, eight ounce bottles. Hang on, we're going. It's to a healthy bottle. It's it's a healthy size bottle. Yeah. Um, eight ounce bottles. Yeah. So, eight ounces doesn't sound like very much, but it's quite a bit when you're looking at a bottle of hot sauce. Yeah, habaneros and the the standard fare. You're not going to use a ton of it. I right? used a bunch of it on some gumbo tonight, and it was, it was good. It yeah. wasn't a good match, but I had just picked up the Aardvark, and I was like, ah, I have plenty of Louisiana hot sauce. I got plenty of cayenne pepper. I got, I, I have I have all the appropriate things for gumbo. I was like, I want some of this. So I yeah. put it on there. It was a, it did the trick. You get that nice hab heat too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my my sister got me some ghost chili salt from uh ooh I forget the name of it. That'll be my other thing for next week. Tune back in next week when I talk about habanero chili salt. <laughs> um, but do check it out if you're a, if you're a hot sauce aficionado like either of us. Your uh your condiment door of your fridge. Is is primarily uh, inhabited by hot sauces because that's what like mine is. Twenty bottles in there, right? Yeah, now. Me too. I mean, I have I have spanning the gamut of of hot sauces of the world of varying spice levels yeah. and applications. I've got way too many, like two hundred and fifty thousand Scoville hot sauces because you get like three ounces of that and it lasts a very long time. It does. Yeah, 
Right. <laughs> we need to have like a wing night and just just go to bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I like it. I want to get an air fryer. Uh, I do too. I was looking at an air fryer just the other day, uh, an affordable one. And I thought, yeah, it might be time. I was looking at that Ninja pressure that's, cooker air fryer. That's the one I was looking at. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at that. But I just don't have enough counter space. And I have yeah. so many kitchen gadgets, man. I have so many kitchen gadgets. I think I'd put mine in the garage. I don't have a garage. It's true. That's true. I mean, we built a storage bench to store my kitchen gadgets. <laughs> that's true. That's I all that's in there. That. Yeah, that's all that's in there. It's just kitchen shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a microwave, so I feel like an air fryer would be uh, a place I could, I I could like that would take the the air fryer would go in the microwave spot. There's no microwave, so you don't have a microwave spot. Well, that's true. But I mean, it could have that real estate. Whatever real estate would be dedicated to a microwave. I'd like to side by side deep fry, air fry, and oven bake some wings and do a do an eat off. I'm here for it. I'm here for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a deep fryer or an air fryer, so we would just have a bucket load of oven yeah. of baked wings. Yeah. I mean, you can deep fry in a pan. <laughs> we deep we yeah. deep fry in the you in the crusade. You can't do wings properly in it. I've tried. I mean, I've done it. But, uh, it's not proper. It's it's not proper. I've got another thing. Uh, I'm gonna try smoking wings too. Yeah, I haven't done those. You've got a you've got a really get the texture right otherwise they clog up the screen and the pipe it's weird yeah i know uh i've got another thing i don't care can i talk about it no monosodium glutamate Mm. aka msg that's my other thing the truth aka the truth I, I talked about this and I was like, have we never talked about MSG on the show? And you said, well, maybe we've talked about it in passing. I think we've talked about adding MSG to things. So first, I, I want to make something clear. MSG does not give you headaches. No, yeah. it gives you that. Because it does give you headaches in that when MSG is on a thing, you eat too much of it. Yeah. And then you're just full. And because you're so full, you get a headache. Yeah. Uh, MSG is the most vilified seasoning in american cuisine i would say right what about um what's the the sugar substitutes in diet sodas oh come on not even close aspartame yeah and, and but but the the vilification is nowhere near the same right no y- you will have conversation with smart educated people they say i don't believe the earth is flat because fucking science and they will still cling firmly to this belief that msg is a very very bad thing so i I, if you if that's you that i know that the earth is not flat because i'm not a fucking idiot i mean have you ever seen it from space everett i don't think you have however however msg is bad because it's bad because I saw on the Chinese restaurant, it said no MSG. So I know MSG is bad. And I remember in the 90s, there was a big thing about MSG. So just get out the Google machine. Just get out that $1,000 supercomputer that you got in your pocket or in your hand. And Google, Unless you're driving. Don't do it. Don't do it when you're driving. Andrew will give you a ticket. He's got a mustache. I have a mustache. I have two mustaches, actually, because it doesn't connect. Look it up. Or... If you're willing to believe me that MSG is totally fine for you, it's no worse for you than salt, just go buy a bottle. You can buy it at the grocery store. There's a brand called Accent. Go to the seasoning aisle. Look for Accent. That's MSG. 
Or you can go to your Asian store and buy like a two pound bucket for like seven bucks. Yeah. Uh, get some MSG and put it in just about anything. Ice cream, eh. sweet stuff. It's not really for desserts, but salty sh- stuff. Yep. Just about any savory dish. Holy cow. I cook everything with MSG now. Well, it's because you're keto. That's true. That's true. Basically, everything I make, I put a dash of MSG in it. And it is phenomenal. So there's this there's this mythical fifth or sixth or whatever flavor profile. The umami fifth, flavor, yeah. The umami flavor, which is maybe not a real thing, but also kind of a thing. Uh, but that's what MSG provides. I think it's fifth. Fifth? The fifth flavor profile. Whatever. It it's a it's a it comes in crystals. It looks like salt or meth or meth. Don't smoke it. I don't know. Maybe let's try it. Uh, golly, I fucking love MSG. When I was in college, we used to buy it in bulk at the grocery store that had bulk offerings. Yeah, and we put it on fucking everything: pancakes, popcorn, bacon. Because why not? Is and then and it, even and while we we're doing it, none of us knew any like. We were all like, oh, this is so bad for us, but it's also so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's dope on popcorn. I do like uh like uh one part one part MSG, four parts salt, and melted butter on popcorn. A little bit of nutritional yeast will go a long way on. And a little too. bit you yep. can do a little bit well, and so nutritional yeast is actually mm-hmm. MSG. The yeah. flavor that you get from nutritional yeast, that sort of strong pungent umami flavor that is msg msg is in everything too that's the other thing guys it's in so many things it's like tryptophan right it's like oh i don't eat turkey because the tryptophan always makes me <laughs> no it's because you it's... ate your body weight in stuffing <laughs> and cranberry sauce it's in everything and gravy right so uh same thing i i recommend get, go get a go get a, a a salt shaker of accent and just try it just try it just try it You've bought more expensive things at our recommendation. That's right. That's right. That's all I got. Andrew, anything you want to add before we uh, before we shut it down for the night? That's it for me. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been really nice to hang out with you. I know. It's been a while since we've been alone. <laughs> you should put your pants on. This is getting weird. I don't like them. Hey, thanks, guys, for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. What are you doing? There's a fruit fly. It's been buzzing around. Check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 at the watch clicker. If you want to read the articles, the reviews, all that stuff that we put on the website, you should because it's all fantastic. Will is a great writer. We're not. <laughs> Watchclicker.com. You can also find every single episode of the podcast on watchclicker.com. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.